Hey there, and welcome to episode number 44 of Become a Guitarist Today, with myself, Adam Rich. So in this podcast, I talk to Joey Allen from the band Warrants. I actually had the chance to meet up with Joey back in about 1991 with my brother and a few other mates. It was a great time after the concert here. Uh, but it was the after party at the Green Store. So we talk about Joey's time with Warrant, uh, plus what he's up to now, and give some tips for people who really do want to become a guitarist today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello there. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Well, good morning to you. Yeah, it's a good night. <laughs> Almost. Are you on the, you're in Melbourne? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, so that's, so you guys are getting ready to go in, you're in fall, right? Yeah, so getting ready for the winter. Yeah. It's exactly opposite of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. It's been a long time, been a long time since we've been down there. Yeah, well, was it, was it the last time in 91 you were here? Yeah, me, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, we'd love to get back, but we just haven't been invited properly yet. So we'll see if that ever happens. But we loved Australia when we were there. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that no, was a great time. We'd we'd yeah. all, all hanging out with you guys at the time. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was the after show at a place called uh, the Grain Store. Those photos were taken. Okay. So it was like the after I, party. I don't, re- <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot of that. No, no. <laughs> I remember some of the gigs? You know, I think we played five gigs maybe down there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was a great show. I mean, definitely, because we had our band at the same time called Eclipse. Okay. So it just really influenced us to um, you know, do other things, and that was great. Right on, yeah. We we call, we call Anytime anybody ever asks about Australia, we always said it was like California, but the people were nice. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought we'll get started with... Um, when you very first started playing guitar and what influenced you to start, that's all right. Started in music when I was in second grade. Yep. And I picked up a string instrument. I picked up the cello. Okay. And then I probably, it, you know, I'm a little older. So at that time there was a show over here and it, there was one called Hee Haw mm-hmm. um, with a guy named Roy Clark. He played guitar really well. Yep. And, uh, but there was a lot of stand-up bass players, right? Yep. With the big yep. stand-up bass, like Lee Rocker style, right? Not, not necessarily rockabilly, but just that whole style. And one time in class, I put the bow down and I started doing this to the cello, right? And the teacher came up with a drumstick and just went, spam, and Mac whacked me right on the hand. I'm in second grade, right? How old are you in second grade? Like seven, eight? Yeah, yeah. Totally. About eight, right? Yeah. So I threw the cello down and I ran home because I lived close to school. I, you know, I just got hit by an adult that scared the hell out of me and um, probably about two or three years later, I have two older sisters, so I found a uh, their their album collection, and I found a Deep Purple's uh, was Machine Head, mm-hmm. and then Kiss Alive, and then Frampton Comes Alive, and all this different guitar oriented stuff. And I just there were big mirrors in my uh, parents' house. And the old, uh, we call them rabbit ears from the antennas from yep. TVs. Remember yep. those? Yep. And so I would pull the rabbit ear out like a microphone. And and I started uh, air guitaring. And then I uh, started taking guitar lessons at school in fifth grade. Okay. So 12 maybe? Yep. yep. 11, 12, yeah. Yeah. And learned um, on a cat, you know, a nylon string guitar. 
acoustic and learned songs like uh, Phil and Groovy, um, just a bunch of stuff on that type of thing where they were trying to teach you how to play with your fingers, mm. whatever it is, PMIA, whatever. Yeah, that's right. And um, just get chords down and everything. And then when I got into seventh grade, it was like in between, I think Van Halen 1 came out like February or March of 79. So I would have been... 14 so that's about right so maybe seventh grade mm-hmm. i think yeah. when the van halen that changed everything yeah yep. you know what i mean and, and i got into it hard at that point and and i don't i don't remember when i got my first electric guitar i think i was like right around between 12 and 14 yeah that's nearly exactly the thing what i did okay yeah, yeah that, it's crazy yeah it is i started in the fifth grade and then got into it yeah after hearing van halen and everything when I was probably about yeah. 12, 12, 13 and got right into it. Okay. How old are you? I'm 46 now. Okay. Well, I'm 54. Yep. So a little bit older, what, eight years? So, um, yeah. yeah, it was just, I mean, it was the time when, uh, I mean, my first amp was actually a Pioneer car stereo. Like, it wasn't a car stereo, it was an amplifier, like for a rate, like for a home system. Yep. And I had a Ross distortion box. And Les Paul copy because I was in Ace Freely. Yeah. And um and then and then I my dad got me believe it or not car stereo speakers. They were six by nine coaxials, but I had eight of them. So I made little cabinets like little mini Marshalls. Yep. And played through that thing for the for the longest time until I could afford to buy an amp, you know. Yeah. And uh, my first amp, I bought a hundred watt high watt half stack. I don't I think it was into the Who at the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! And when you very first started, did you just learn to read as well? Um, when I got into high school, I got into it more, and um, I took a a class of um of a music theory by the band director, the guy that the marching band director. Yep. Yeah, I took I took like a half a year of that, and yep. started to learn how to read and transpose. Um, but I never stuck with it. I wish to God I would have, you know, my, mm. I've got a pretty, pr- I'm a pretty private guy. I've got a six year old son and he's in piano right now and, and he can read, but he's got a better ear. So he, once he learns something through reading, he just doesn't look at the sheet music anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, I really wish, wish I was more fluent in that. I mean, I can read notes, but I'm not, I'm not fast enough reader. Just, I haven't done it enough, you know? Yeah. yeah. So most everything I do is just by ear. Okay. Yeah. I did take some formal instruction from a few different guys at different times, but I've never outside of getting ready to make records and anything like that. I've never really studied guitar. Yeah. So to speak, you know? Okay. I think that if I had to tell anybody today that was a kid just starting out, I'd say learn how to read. Yeah, because yeah. then you the the you can do anything you want to do. Mm. You can play any type of music. You can do whatever. You can read. You can do whatever you want to do. You can play the symphony. You can turn around and play blues. You can play jazz. You can play rock. Um, people learn differently, but a lot of the guys that studied like at GIT in Hollywood, a lot of the like Paul Gilberts of the world and and mm. those type of guys are just incredible players. And I think that's what sets them apart from, yep. you know, that and then just the dedication of practice, you know, which I don't have a lot anymore at this age. Yeah. You know? yep. I mean, I typically 
I'm in, I've been in the same band. I was in Warrant from 87 to 94, 95, and then I came back in 2004, so I've been back in since. Mm. And outside of the new records we've made since, I mean, I've been playing the same songs, you know, for a long time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. So it's not, like, it's not like I have a lot, you know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. just kind of like going to work, you know? Yep, yeah, definitely. I still enjoy it a lot. That's why I do it, so. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, yeah. now, now, do you remember some of the first riffs and songs you learnt? Once you were like maybe 12, 13, getting into the electric? Yeah, yeah. Of course, Smoke on the Water was one of them. Yep. I'm trying to think of what else came along at that time. Black Diamond by Kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Later on, Maiden. I mean, I don't remember the very first. It'd have to be like Smoke on the Water and stuff like that on, on electric, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, Cat, a lot from Ted Nugent, maybe Cat Scratch Fever. I never really played a lot of covers in my life a lot of guys have played a lot of covers and mm. i was always i played them yep. you know we played kiss and cheap trick and ted nugent and stuff like that because right when i was growing up in the mid 70s all those bands were huge yeah you know but after i got out of that you know in in my mid-teens then i just started playing in original bands mm. so it was more you know, learning how to write a song and structure a song and play inside of it as a guitar player, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What your role is, you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, that's good. So you've always been a songwriter then. I was good as I'd like. There's some guys I do know, you know? Yeah. I mean, Janie Lane was a great songwriter. I mean, the guy just, you know, guys like him, it, it's, uh, you know, it's incredible that talent that people have when they can do that. Yeah. Actually, going, going to that, like the Warren days when, was that Janie, did he write a lot of the songs? Or was it pretty much like a band thing? He he wrote them all. He would he would write and come in to like pre-production and we'd just start to, we'd all help arrange and play and then you just add your flavor. I mean, he wasn't a bad guitar player, but mm. he wasn't accomplished. He was more of a, here, let me show you it on acoustic. Yep. And then he, you know, he would trust Eric and I to, to come up with our parts. Yeah, so I was going to ask, like, did you guys yeah, make up all the riffs and everything and... Like he had the rough ideas and you guys just expanded it from there? He would come in with a riff and then you'd decide how you wanted to play it. If you were going to play it, you know, position this position or that position. If you were going to use this in palm mute or what you were going to do as far as that's concerned. Yep. Um, if, like, if you were going to play all downstrokes or up and back or upstrokes, whatever. Because, you know, it all makes the guitar sound different. Yeah. You know, but from my perspective, I mean... You know, when when you've got a songwriter that can craft the craft the music that way, mm. and then you've got a guitar player that's not necessarily the songwriter, but he's a guitar player. I mean, generally, when you hear, like, if if you or I went and played through Angus Young's rig, yep, um, it would sound great because the rig sounds great, but you wouldn't sound like Angus, yep, right, because of the way he attacks the strings with the right and left hand. <laughs> I mean, there's just you can't change that. Yeah, for and sure. I think that the majority of somebody's tone and the way they play comes from their hands. Yep. You know, I really think. I mean, we could play through Ed Van Halen's Plexi, and I'm sure it wouldn't sound like Van Halen <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, now, just going back to your so your time you had off when you uh, left Warrant, and yet yes, and you said you had two years without playing music or playing guitar. I did. Yeah. Now, how did you go getting back into it? Because I know for me, if I take a month off playing, you can really feel it on the fingers getting back into it. 
You know what I mean? So yes. how, how was that after two years not playing? <laughs> there you yeah, go. Right there. <laughs> a little callous there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I left the music business just because it changed, obviously, and then Warrant, um, as much fun as it was, you know, you partied with us in Australia. I mean, there's a lot of excess going around. Yep. And um, at one point, I just got out. I left the band on my own, and I went back to school and did all that stuff with, you know, I went and got Microsoft certified, and it's all over the net. But um, when I, and then I was in, tried to put bands together where I lived, mm. which is Orange County, where I grew up. And I could never find anybody that was as serious about it as I was. And you don't need to, like, eat, breathe, sleep music, you know. I mean, it's okay to have a family and a wife and kids and everything. But when you do do music, you need to be serious about it if, if that's what it means to you. Or if you do it just for fun, then do it just for fun. But if you want to try to be successful at it, you've really got to hunker down, you know. Yep. And I could never find any people like a collective three or four other guys besides the guys that I was in the, the band warrant with mm. to do that, you know? Yep. Um, so unfortunately, you know, I, I, I just totally at one point said, screw it. I quit never playing music again in my life. And it was the worst two years of my life. Oh, really? To be honest. Yeah, it was mm. horrible. And when I finally started doing it again, you know, it just kind of completes you and everything started to get better. And uh, then I got back in the band in 2004 and it, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Better the second time around, I'd say. Oh, that's good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So during that time yeah. when you left, did you listen to the albums they released with the other guys? I've never heard the ones I haven't played on. Oh, really? Never. Isn't wow. that funny? Eric, Eric sent me one and I just kind of looked at it and read through the liner notes and I'm like, okay, we'll listen to that later. And I, I never did. In fact, when people bring those to shows and ask me to sign them, I don't sign them because I, I have nothing to do with those. Yeah. I feel it's not because I'm trying to be not nice to the people. I just, I don't want to take credit for something I didn't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, I must admit, I haven't so, heard those either. Well, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've listened to yeah, like again the early ones, and I had to listen to the um, louder, harder, faster. Oh yeah, that one's about a, year, a little about a year old now. Yeah, about a year old in a few days. Yeah, no, it's a great album. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, we done. Th I've done. Th I did three with Janie and three without him. Yep. And um, my favorite one with him was Dog Eat Dog. I really enjoyed doing that just because the whole the producer was great, the environment was great, you know, and and it was a heavier edge. I, I really grew up on heavier music. I grew up on um, you know Priest and Maiden, of, like around like. Priest in the East and British Steel and the first few Maiden records with Paul Diano and the band mm. was really into that stuff. Um, so I like the heavier stuff. So Doggy Dog was fun. And then this, you know, the new record from Warren, um, last two have been good. Robert Mason's great at what he does. He is, yeah. It's fantastic. And there's no drama, there's no drama in the band. So we're all adults and we just get up and have fun now, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So how's it going now with the songwriting? Is it the same process? But with Robert? 
No, everybody writes okay. and everybody puts music in one big folder. Like there's a music folder and then there's, you know, Joey folder, a Jerry folder, a Robert folder, an Eric folder. Yep. Um, and then a Steven folder. And, and you put ideas in there that like I did my ideas with a drummer. So it would be drums, guitar, and then I would play bass, mm-hmm. but I don't write lyrics and I don't sing lead, even though I can hit a note. And so you've got to rely on another guy to help you finish. Yep. And if you're not adamant about it, uh, it doesn't happen because mm-hmm. people, you know, and arguably so people write their, write their ideas. And if somebody has a full song finished and all I've got is rhythms and, you know, Hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But people have their agendas and want to finish their songs. And I understand that, hmm. you know, so that kind of that kind of happens. So on this new record, Eric and I don't have I mean, Eric's got a riff, uh, Broken Hearts, his riff. Of that, it's pretty much Jerry and Robert. Okay. Because they got they got together and and did all that. So good for them. I mean, it, it you know it translates in the end. Yeah. I've got tunes that maybe one day will make it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Not maybe not on a warrant record. Maybe I'll finally do something on my own. You know. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing a like a project or a solo thing? I, I have, but I I mean, music, playing music, and being in warrant is just part of my life. Just yeah. like you, you know, being in it, being in a band is probably part of you. I looked on your Facebook, you got a family and yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of my life. I've got a daughter from my first marriage um, that she's 27 in September. I've got a six year old son. Hmm. My second wife and I have been together for like 22 years. Oh, wow. And then I've worked for the company Pearl Drums for 13 years almost. Hmm. Uh, so I've got a day gig. You yeah, know? yeah, it's in the music business, which is great. So I can do that and still play. Yep. But I'm older, and it wasn't like Warrant came out at, at a time of music where we sold 30, 40, 50 million records where you don't have to work again if you don't want to. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. Um, we were at the tail end of that whole genre. So, so uh, you know, I do that and uh, and I play, but I don't have a lot of spare time to start another project yet i've got guys i want to do it with yep. that's ideas but it's actually getting up and doing it you know what i mean yeah it's a lot a lot of effort right oh for sure it is yeah yeah i mean it's probably another thing we have in common like you mentioned about i've got a daughter as well from um first marriage she's 22 now okay and, and i've got the two little ones from the pre- uh, new marriage yes um great so your congratulations yeah thank you so your oldest daughter yeah. Play music as well. She sang in choir. She was in a she was in Catholic church up until high school, um, and then she went to you know public school. But she's she's got really good pitch. Yep. Um, she wanted to take guitar lessons, so I, I the first thing I taught her how to play was Back in Black from ACDC, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got her through the the chords, you know. Yeah. The E A the E D A, and yep. then she's like, my fingers hurt. She was like thirteen. You know? Yeah. And I said, yeah, it hurts for a while, but it gets better if you want to keep on going. And that was it for guitar. And yep. she's got good pitch and she can sing, but she's not a musician. Okay. My son is six. He's been in piano for a year already. Mm. And he's got perfect pitch. 
So it's pretty amazing. I don't know if that's a gene, um, if it's something that was passed along the way. I don't know if you're seeing that with your younger ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think as you you know, learn how to do something in life and you get older, maybe that just becomes part of you, really does, you know, and if it does, and I passed it along to him, great. I mean, he loves music. He loves to sing. He loves to play piano. He loves to dance. I've got him a drum set of, you know, of course, a pearl set <laughs> yeah. up front. That takes a little more effort and training, you know, yeah. but we'll see what he does. He's 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 got whatever he wants to do, I'll support, whatever yeah. it is. No, excellent. So, so you're, you are still doing the pearl at the moment, you say yeah, yeah, thirteen years. Yeah, I'm a I'm a West Coast senior sales. Wow, well, that's great. Yeah, so I handle uh, the whole Guitar Center corporate account, mm-hmm. Amazon.com, yep. and Sweetwater.com, and those you know what Amazon is obviously yeah, it's yeah. Amazon.de, right? Yeah. And then Sweetwater.com is a big .com here in America. You can find it on the web. Yeah. Um, and then I handle pro professional drum shop in Hollywood that's about sixty years old. Wow. So. A big chunk of the business I manage. It's a lot of work. Yeah, so you must be very busy. Yeah, up at 5 a.m. every day. Wow. It's the, cur- the curse of getting old. <laughs> so you wouldn't get much time to actually sit down and practice then? Only when I'm on the road. Hmm. So when I'm on the road, I probably get in, like, let's say I have, I leave on a Thursday, and I've got a gig on a Friday and a Saturday, and I come home on a Sunday. That's basically what we do now. Yep. Um, I'll probably play... Of, I don't know, five, five, six hours over that weekend. Um, but I don't sit there like when I make a record, I play yeah. a lot. I'll like, I'll get my metronome on my iPhone and I'll just work on scales. And because the more you play, the better you get. Right. Yeah. But like anything, if you don't, if you don't practice and keep the fluidity going, it's like right now the band sounds really good because we've done about, I don't know, 20 shows so far. Mm-hmm. in the last few months and so you get better you know everybody gels better together and things are easier to play and yeah but if you know just like anything if you take some time off it takes a minute to get back on the bike you know So when you do it on the road, do you do it on the acoustic or electric? Electric. Okay. But you still carry around acoustic as well? I've got one in the in the trailer, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't get on it as much. Got one here at home. I've got a nice seventy eight Mark two fifty watt right over there and a nineteen seventy six Ibanez destroyer. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. How old were you in seventy six? Seventy six I would have been what, five? There you go. <laughs> I've got pretty heavy, not heavy gauge. I mean, I play like 10 through 52. I used to play 11, but my my fingers would split open. Mm. Well, I like to be able to dig in when I play, you know, dig in yeah. hard, <laughs> pretty heavy picks. I never got the, you know, eights or the nines. I just, I just, I know a lot of people play them. I know Ed Van Halen uses nines. I just, yeah. I need to dig in. And you do a lot of bending as well, don't you, in your solos? Absolutely. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Wear the fingers out. Up and down. I've got pretty heavy calluses on four fingers. Yep. And then if I take like, if I take more, like I've got two weeks between gigs right now, so my next gig, my fingers will hurt after. Yeah. But I carry a little, a uh, little bottle of this lotion. What's that? It's just some lotion my wife gave me, and I dip my fingers in it, 
because they get dry. I don't know how your hands are. My my calluses are pretty much on that part of the pad, so I play all over here. Okay. Instead, of, I don't have them on the top. Mine are all here. All right. So like that, and then this finger right here, the picking finger. Mm. That that nail's super thin. Oh, just from hitting the strings, sometimes. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my squeals. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'll, I'll drag my pick across, but I I pop it with the fingernail first. Yep. And then hit it with the pick second, and that's how I get the any squeals. Mm. I don't know how Zach Wild does it. He gets the he gets the badass squeals. Yeah, he does. He's a the master of the squeals. Yes, I think he maybe I. <laughs> We get our guitars set up by the same guy, this guy, Dan Lawrence. He owns GMP. Okay. I've gone in there before, and he's sitting there, and he's all, hey, brother. <laughs> and I'm all, dude, you're from Jersey. What's up What's up with the hey, brother? He goes, hey, dude. You know, and he sounds like he's from Jersey. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. That's great it. player. Yeah, oh, he is. <laughs> So with the shows you're doing now, are they, do you do a lot of festivals as well? Yeah, we do. We do festivals, casinos, arenas, depending on the bill. Like a lot of bills will be five or six bands where we're usually first support to the headliner. Mm-hmm. We're doing about, I don't know, between 1,500 and 2,000 people a night wow. out here. That's great. Um, yeah. You know, some, and that's just when we headline. Sometimes, you know, we'll play with some nights it'll be... Firehouse, Warrant, Doc, and Brett Michaels, and then you get five to ten thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So it just depends, you know. It depends, and then and then the next night we could be in the five hundred seat club, packed and sweaty, you know. Yep. It really, it really doesn't matter. Or a casino with twelve hundred people, that, you know, and the casino wants you to only play an hour because they want people out and gambling. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So uh, they have gambling down there. Yeah, yeah, yep, definitely. Got a big, yeah. big casino here now in Melbourne. Okay, yeah. I mean, so you know the gig. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, we're 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 more than familiar with where we are in music history and what we mean. And we just the main thing for us is just to play a really good show live and entertain people. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, you guys are still playing with fire because I was watching a video the other day of um, I think back in '91, where it was you. I think it was Trickster and Firehouse, and you, yeah. all, you all got up at the end and got like, jammed. And I can't remember what the song it was, yep. but yeah, it was. This look like a fun, yeah, fun time. Year we, yeah, usually most of the opening bands will go. You know, every, we're older, so you don't hang around a lot. Yeah. But but uh, about uh, maybe eight months ago, uh, Bill Leverty, who's a dear friend of mine, stuck around, and I got him drunk, and he ended up coming up on stage for the encore, you know, old school. <laughs> yeah. Michael Foster comes up a lot. It, you know, it just depends on who's around and who wants to have some fun for a song. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, actually, Bill was oh, one of my actually, very first guest on uh, the podcast. He's a great player and a great guy. Yeah. Love Bill. Yeah. Yeah, I had the opportunity to jam with him. Um, 95, actually. I was in Jakarta playing with a band over there. Okay. And, um, yeah, so Michael jumped up, did hold the line with us, and now uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> great. Yeah. Good guys. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, they're pretty much all the main questions I had about, you know, you playing and the bands and what you're up to. So unless you had any other sponsors or anything you want to mention or anything else um no i mean just for anybody that's out there playing guitar you know um do it for fun yep 
you know, do it because you love to do it and learn how to read. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure you know how to read. Yeah, yeah. Being a teacher, so it's just really important to, to um, immerse yourself 110% and, and just enjoy it. And, you know, we'd love to get back down to Australia. If we do, you've got, you know, you know how to get a hold of me on Facebook. Just get a hold of me and, yep. and we'll meet up and have a beer. and Definitely, for sure. You know, put you through my rig or whatever. You can have a little fun. Maybe you can get up and jam. We'll see. Hopefully we'll make it down there sometime. Yeah. You can find anything out about Warrant on, what is it, warrantrocks.com and then Yep. Facebook, we're out there too. So Okay. Great. That's Excellent. It. Thank you very much. Cool. No, I really appreciate it. Good to it. see you again, Adam. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in touch, all right? Yeah, for sure. We'll do. All, all right. right. Cheers. Thanks, Joey. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. So thank you once again, Joey. That was a really great interview. And he's also such a really nice guy. And hopefully I look forward to seeing Warrant here in Melbourne real soon. And once again, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Living Music in Greensboro. Living Music sells and services all styles of guitars, keyboards, drum kits, recording equipment and more. Everything a muso needs. Call or visit us online at livingmusicstores.com for a great deal on all the big brands or to arrange your music tuition today. So check out their the website in my notes and hopefully this Friday I will be interviewing Billy Sheen for at the moment he's touring with Mr Big and Sons of Apollo he used to be in David Lee Roth and the Winery Dogs as well so until next week keep jamming